Welcome to the New Beginnings Church Podcast, home to the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Tom Burke. New Beginnings Church is located in Henderson County, North Carolina. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.newbeginningsofhendersonville.org, follow us on Instagram at NBCHville, and like our Facebook page, New Beginnings World Outreach Center. And I'm going to say thank you, Father, for all that you do here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I want to start today uh, over in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Isaiah, chapter 53, today, beginning at verse 1. Isaiah 53, beginning verse 1. And remember, this is a prophetic uh, word here. This is a prophecy that God gave Isaiah. This is a, a prophetic word concerning the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. At this time, Jesus wasn't even born on the earth. He wasn't walking on the earth. This is a prophetic word and the power of the uh, prophetic word in God's prophets. Isaiah is a prophet. And God used him powerfully. Jeremiah was a prophet. I mean, all through there, just many, Haggai, uh, all the prophets of God. And God spoke to them. God spoke through them. And God still has prophets today. Um, and so this is a prophetic word, something that is yet to happen. For us, it has happened. But I want to start here just to show you how powerful God is. Uh, Isaiah 53 Beginning at verse 1, the prophet Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, Who hath believed our report? Who? How many of you that are listening today, or may listen during the week, how many of you really believe the Bible? If God says it, that settles it. No matter if somebody else says something uh, uh, not in agreement with it, or if your mind says, well, I know God's word says this, but... I want to challenge you. One of these days, you're going to have to make a decision. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe God's word over your circumstances? Remember, if you're in a circumstance that does not line up with the word, then your faith is being tested to see if you really believe God. Because I promise you, as you stand with God, God's going to stand with you. And uh, God's word will come to pass. Our faith is tested even like fire sometimes. It's in the book of Peter. Our faith is being tested like fire. You know, I may have briefly used this Thursday. But James chapter 1 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How many of you are praising God through your trials? Okay, so how many of you are giving God praise? You know, the Bible says this in Corinthians, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Ephesians says this, for everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Why would God say that? Why would God tell us to uh, count it all joy? 
Uh, why would God say in everything give thanks, for everything give thanks? Watch this in, in Romans 8. It says, all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. So whatever's going on in your life, if you're born again and you love God today, then whatever you're facing today, God's going to turn it around for good. Amen. I just wish somebody believed that. That's in the book of Romans, chapter 8. Um, check it out. Uh, somewhere around chapter 8, verse 28, 29 in that area. All things, not some, all things work together for good. God's working it out for good. All things work together for good to them that love God. Not everybody now, but it's to them that love God and are they called according to his purpose. So if you love God and you're born again, that's the called according to his purpose, then it's going to work out for good. And you all just start uh, jumping, shouting, praising God right now uh, so that uh, you've turned your sadness around. You know, uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You ought to go ahead and begin to believe God for the miracle breakthrough now and start praising God for the breakthrough. Praise God for the healing. Praise God for the turnaround. Praise God for the miracles. Praise God. Go ahead and begin to praise him and thank him for what God has done, for what God is doing, and for what you're believing God is going to do, whether it's in you, your life, your children, in any area. Go ahead and start praising him now. I'm telling you, and you're going to say, it, there's a whole teaching I could do, not today, on attitudes. And so we've all got, I've got to watch, everybody's got to watch attitudes. And we want to make sure we have the right attitude in life. And uh, so he said here, <clears throat> who hath believed our report? I hope I'm speaking to believing believers today that really believe God's word. And that God's word is the final word in your circumstance. Not a person's word. Remember, God created everybody. And people have are well-meaning, but they can be well-meaning and wrong. I'm going to believe the Lord. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And the arm of the Lord is Jesus. For he, Jesus, shall grow up before him, God the Father, as a tender plant, a root out of a dry ground. That's what the, this world is. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. Isn't that sad? He's still despised and rejected of men. They don't want his Ten Commandments up. They don't want people praying in school. They, they don't want anything. They don't want the name of Jesus Christ mentioned. Sometimes they might not mind so much if you use the word God. But you know, there's a whole lot of little G's out there. <laughs> there's a whole lot of little G-O-D's. They may think they're like the big G, but they're nothing like the big G. Capital G-O-D. That's our Father. Nobody will even ever scratch the surface of getting close to our God in any area 
He's so far above every created being that he created personally. He created. None of us will ever obtain even remotely close to him. I want to tell you today, you're, if you're born again, you're on the right side. You're on the winning side. You're serving the right God. Amen. You're serving. You're not, I'm thankful you're not out there hugging a tree. Uh-huh. Uh, you're not out there uh, hugging rocks. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're, you're not out there uh, uh, calling on uh, Buddha. Uh, you're not calling on uh, Allah. No, you're calling on somebody that has a name and that can answer. His name's Jesus Christ. You pray to him, you get answered. You know, there's been for the last several years a tremendous move of God in the Middle East because they kept crying out for Allah, but there wasn't an answer. <laughs> but then they remembered in the Quran that there was somebody named Jesus. So then they started calling on him, and Jesus showed up. And he's still showing up. And many times in these Middle East, I'm talking Iran, I'm talking China, I'm talking where they, they don't want the gospel of Jesus Christ, they shut churches down, they kill Christians. I'm talk, That's right, China, Iran, I'm talking uh, in the Middle East uh, where they're slaughtering Christians at times. Uh, uh, there, that's where God's moving right now. I, I'm I had a pastor, I saw a video on a pastor from Iran and uh, who, had, who has many home churches, people born again, teaching the Bible on a regular basis in Iran. That's right. In Iraq. Right. In, in, in Afghanistan. Oh, yes. In, in China. Oh, in, 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 in all these countries. In, in North Korea. Hello. In North Korea. And uh, I want you to know today, God is moving. Jesus is moving. And every time when they start crying out to him, he comes as a bright light. It's so powerful. It's the same way he did with Saul on the Damascus Road. Came as a bright light. And then he said, Saul said, who are you? And he said, I am Jesus. And that's what's happening in the Middle East. I'm telling you, Jesus is moving by his spirit right now. I pr I'm just telling you, there's going to be one of the greatest revivals in these end times, in these last years. You're going to see Jesus pouring out his love, his mercy, his compassion, and people are going to respond to that and be born again. And so when you share these messages with friends of yours, they, some are, are not born again. They will be born again. Some may be a little bit lukewarm with God, but they're going to get back on fire with God and begin to love him, thank him, praise him, honor him like they should, and then seek and serve him and be a witness for him. I'm telling you, these are exciting days. You watch what God does with what this world is facing right now. You watch him turn this around uh, for his glory in a major way. I'm just telling you. You know, I saw some figures just uh, earlier this morning that roughly around 3.4 million people have been exposed to this particular virus. Out of 3.4 million, around 243,000 have died. 3.4 million, 243,000 roughly uh, that have been reported has died. I've got an idea some countries are underreported. I won't call them now, out, <clears throat> even though I may have already called a couple of them. Uh, and over a million have recovered.
That's right, over a million and ninety-two thousand seven hundred ninety-five. I've got exact numbers from John Hopkins. It's uh, over a million out of the three have recovered. Not even a quarter of a million uh, have died. God's doing some miracles. God's doing some miracles. Watch this. It said he's despised and rejected of men. Why would he be despised? When only he wants to do good for people. But he's still despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. One of the reasons I think he's uh, a man of sorrows is because he, can, he looks out daily to see this world that rejects him. That people that they'll, they'll reject his ways. They want to kill unborn children. They call it abortion. It's murder. And, uh, and God's not into murder. Uh, God wants these babies. These are human beings. Somebody through here ought to say amen about that time. Amen. Amen. I'll go ahead and give myself an amen corn. Amen. Uh, th these are human beings. Uh, as soon as they, because I mean, it's human being. They're breathing. They're forming. I mean, it's just it's God's way of of uh, continually to create here in this world. And it's an amazing thing to me that God uses human beings to do this. It's just more than I can comprehend. And so I think when He looks out and He sees so many people rejecting Him, and rejecting His grace and His mercy and His love that it causes them to be sorrowful. And when he sees people dying without salvation, I believe it causes them to be sorrowful. So it said he's, he's a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And the prophet says here, and it, we hid as it were our faces from him. A lot of people, they, they don't want to hear about Jesus. You, you got people up in the Congress and the Senate, they don't want to hear about Jesus. You got leaders across the world, they don't want to hear about salvation. But I'm telling you, it's the, it's the most blessed. I, I can't even, I, I've been on both sides of this. I, I've been unsaved and, 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 and bound by different things. And now I'm saved and I'm free. I told a young man, oh, about two weeks ago, God, I lift him up, pray for deliverance for him in Jesus' name. I told him uh, one day about two weeks ago at food ministry, I, I said, you know, I just, had a thought earlier this morning that it's so much better to have liberty than bondage. And this young man's battled off and on with drugs and uh, uh, apparently back into it again. And uh, But I believe if you're still alive, you can be set free. You can be saved. I don't care where you are right now. If you're still breathing, God can still save you. It said that he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he bore our griefs. And the Amplified says our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Whatever's causing us stress. He has borne that. We don't have to carry that. We can cast those cares on him and he'll take them from us uh, because he doesn't want us going through stress. Uh, he doesn't want us to have to deal with these kind of things. He's dealt with it for us. He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. Yet, we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Uh, and what the prophet's saying there, 
is that people were, were going to say that he was being stricken, smitten, beat, nailed to an old rugged cross. That's right. Jesus was nailed to an old rugged cross. His hands and his feet were nailed to an old rugged cross. Well, how would you feel if somebody started driving nails in your hands and your feet and you were hanging up before the whole world, wherever you were, up on a tree, uh, nailed up there? You'd already had 39 lashes across your back, which he took for us to be healed. But then, see, what I'm teaching today about communion uh, and 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 uh, out of Isaiah 53 and a few verses in the New Testament, it's all about the cross. It's all about what Jesus has done for us, because Jesus has come to set us free. You know, Jesus said, uh, "There's a verse in First Timothy 1:15 that says Jesus Christ is coming to this world to save sinners." I was a sinner. I needed a savior. I needed to be delivered. I needed to be set free. And not only did he save me and set me free, he's helped me stay free. I'm telling you, liberty is so much better than bondage. I feel so good every day. I just Sometimes I just get beside myself and shout, spin, and turn around because I'm not bound by drugs anymore. I'm not bound by alcohol anymore. I'm, I'm free today because when the sun sets free, you're free indeed. I wish somebody would believe that and would choose to stay free. You can do it because the Bible said we can do all things through Christ to strengthen us. So Christ strengthens me every day and I'm free every day. Praise God, I'm thankful that one of the benefits of the cross is deliverance. You get delivered, you get set free, and you can stay free. Boy, boy, oh boy. And I'm talking you be free from fear. You can be free from condemnation. You can be free from guilt, low self-esteem. You can be set free from a lot of different things today. As we partake of communion today and as we teach on this today, I'm telling you, you can get free today. You say, I can get delivered in my house today? You can get delivered in your house right now today. You say, nobody lays hands on me? They don't have to. You just ask him to set you free. Nobody laid hands on me. I didn't go through a rehab, people laying hands on me or anything to get set free. I got set free, and I want you to know Jesus set me free. And when he sets you free, you get set free. <laughs> You're free indeed. Now, I'm telling you, it's better than bondage. Amen, amen, amen. It said, We did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but they esteemed him that wrong because he never sinned. Watch the next verse. But he was wounded for our transgressions. It was our sin. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for us to have peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We are made whole. Body, soul, spirit, mind, emotions, you are whole today. You are whole today because of the stripes of Jesus. It said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. If I'm speaking to anybody right now that's gone astray, turn back to Jesus today. Make a U-turn. Turn back to Jesus today and go full strength, man. Drop your hands to the plow and never look back. 
don't ever look back. I mean, you're blessed today. I'm blessed today. And it said, the Lord hath laid on Jesus the sin of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. I want you to remember that phrase, that word lamb. You know, uh, Isaiah 29, uh, the prophet John, uh, in John 1, 29 in the Gospels. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it to you real quick. Uh, John 1, 29 says this. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. I can't even hardly say those things without about to cry. I'm thinking just out of Romans chapter 5 where the Bible says this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, it just overwhelms me. To think that somebody like Jesus, a sinless person, would die for somebody like me, a sinful person. I was full of sin. I was full of sin. But God so loved me that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, in this world. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to tell you, when I think about the old rugged cross, when I think about what Jesus went through for me, nails in his hands, nails in his feet. And these, were, these, these aren't nails like you put in a fence. Now, I'm not talking about little old skinny nails like that, even though those would hurt too. But I, I'm talking almost like stakes is what they, they call them. And that the man was beaten beyond recognition. The man had thorns crushed down on his head. I talked to somebody at the food ministry uh, uh, one day. I was picking up the food from the fresh market. I continue to pray for that ministry. I, I love that. I just love reaching people and blessing them all week long. Seeing their faces when they get those boxes of food. I mean, just. But this guy, he picks up uh, pallets. Uh, and, he, and he takes them and gets money off of that. But he told me one day when we were talking, he said, you know, I used to, I used to grow uh, thorns, uh, uh, and he called it, uh, I can't remember exactly how he called it. He lived in Florida at the time. But somehow we got to talking about Jesus, and he'd been to the church. He came on a Sunday night one time. And he said, but those thorns on there, not just a quarter of an inch, half an inch. He said, those thorns can get long. And he used to, he used to grow them. And, uh, and I was just thinking about those long thorns crashing down, crushing down on Jesus' head, cutting his head wide open, the stripes that cut his body wide open. Uh, you read it sometime in Psalm 22 where it said his visage was marred more than any man. His whole body was just ripped apart from being beaten so much for you and I. That's the, that's the price of sin. He was, he was wounded for our transgressions. And he said there, behold, the Lamb of God. Look, it's the Lamb of God. It's the one that, and it said, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's what the cross is all about. It's dealing with the sin problem in the world. Who taketh away the sin of the world. This is the power of the cross. It breaks the power of sin. 
It bore, he bore all of our sin in his body on the tree for you and I. He did what we couldn't do. I just wonder if you ever think about the cross and, and this more than once a month when we partake of this. I think about it every day. I, I can't get it off my mind because I still think, why would you even do that for me? I've, I've looked back in my life at times and I've been around a lot of stuff. I mean, I've, I've, I probably hadn't told 30% of what I've been around. And, uh, and I think, why did you save me from where I was and what I used to see and some of what I did, but oh, that I was around a lot? And it's just the amazing grace, the amazing love of God. You know God so loves you. He loves you more than you'll ever know. I hope from today on we'll start this month out in a deeper love and appreciation for our Savior Jesus and what it cost him. It cost him his life. He laid his life down. That's why he didn't open his mouth. He could open his mouth, called 10,000 angels or however many legions of angels, got himself off the cross, this, that, and other, but then we would have gone to hell. Then there'd have been no salvation. Then you wouldn't have been able to experience the abundant life that you get to experience. Joy, peace, hope, eternal life. The cross is all about salvation. Without the cross, there's no salvation. Without the death, the burial, the resurrection, don't forget the resurrection because there had to be a resurrection. Without the resurrection, there'd be no salvation. It takes it all. We're so blessed because of this today. The Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world, he took away the sin of the world. It said there in verse 7, Isaiah 53, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought like a lamb to the slaughter. And a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? I want you to remember that. For he was cut off out of the land of the living. He was cut off at the cross. And who is going to be a witness for Jesus on how good Jesus is to us every day of our life? I want to challenge somebody out here today. If Jesus has ever done anything for you, will you be a witness for Jesus today? Will you share messages like this with friends? Will you be a, a light for Jesus uh, in your groups of friends, on your job, uh, uh, family members? Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Oh my, don't be ashamed of him. He wasn't ashamed of you and I. He said, for the transgression or sin of my people, he was stricken. He made his grave with the wicked, with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord, and that's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's God the Father. Anytime you see that, that's God the Father. Let me say that again. You'll see it in Psalms. The Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, said to my Lord, capital L, little O-R-D, that's Jesus. The Lord, the Father, said to the Lord Jesus Christ, sit thou at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. That's what God's doing right now. He's crushing 
the enemies of Jesus and they're going to become his footstool. Hallelujah. I just like that. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, for you and I, he shall see his seed, that's you and I, we're his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in Jesus' hand. He shall see the travail of Jesus' soul and shall be satisfied. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lamb of God that never sinned. He was the perfect sin sacrifice because he never sinned. Oh, my. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. You know, we're justified because of the cross. We're justified by faith. Romans 5 and verse 8 says we're justified by the blood of Jesus. Justified. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. He'll divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out, because Jesus poured out his soul unto death. Do you know when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, before he went to the cross, he went and prayed three times to his father. And he said, Father, if it be your will, uh, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will. Thy will be done. I'm so thankful. Jesus not only prayed that, but he lived it. He said, not my will. Thy will, Father. You want me to go on to the cross? I'm going. I mean, I think about this sometimes. <laughs> I think about this sometimes. I think about Jesus. I can't even hardly think about it. Jesus left a perfect place called heaven. No sin. No sickness. No sorrow. No pain. Perfection. No anything bad. And he left there and came to this world where there's sin, there's sickness, there's pain, there's suffering, there's people that reject Jesus. I mean, I, I, and I think, what a love Jesus had for his Father and you and I to leave all that he left to come and do all that he did. I mean, literally, Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. So, I can't imagine, I just, I can't fathom sometimes the depth, the height, the breadth of the love of God for us. That he said, I'm going to leave heaven, I'm going to get into a body, and I'm going to be beaten spit on. I'm going to be rejected even by my own people, Israel. I'm going to go through all the pain, physical and emotional. And just think of what Jesus went through on the cross when he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, my Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? When that sin was there, that must have been an emotional pain that I can't and you can't imagine. And it said he gave up the ghost. He died for you and I. I hope somebody's thankful for what Jesus went through today. My goodness, I, I just can't hardly think about how much, how deep a love God and the Lord Jesus Christ have for us. 
He said he was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sin of many. He made intercession for the transgressors. He made intercession for the transgressors. I want you to know today Jesus is praying for you and I. That's right. Jesus is praying for you and I. I want you to look at a verse over in the book of Galatians for a minute. I believe it's chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians, you know, while we're turning there, remember this it says this in 1 Corinthians. Um, do this in remembrance of me. This is why I go through these scriptures. Many of you that are listening, you already know these scriptures. You already know. But we're doing this in remembrance. We're remembering what the Lord has done for us so that we can really be at a level of thankfulness like we have never been before. Galatians chapter 3. And uh, I'll start uh, at verse 10. Galatians chapter 3. Well, I'll start at verse 8. Galatians 3 verse 8. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify, and that word justify means now we're treated just as if we've never sinned, like there's no sin. That's what the blood of Jesus did for us. It removed the sin. Uh, Hebrews 10 says, uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission or removal of sin. See, the only thing that the sacrifices in the Old Testament could do uh, could cover the sin. The Bible said that those sacrifices never removed the sin. It only covered it. But the blood of Jesus, oh, I'm about to shout, run, and spin. The blood of Jesus. Oh, I could sing. Uh, there's still power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, I'm going to sing a song later on if God will help me. Uh, about there's still victory in Jesus. I want somebody to shout victory today. This is victory. Jesus won the victory over sin, Satan, sickness, disease, uh, uh, over death. He, he, he won the victory. This is victory day. We're celebrating a victory. Oh, my. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith Preach before the gospel. Amen. This, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the, 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 the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, the gospel of our salvation, the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation, the gospel that teaches what Jesus has done for us, the gospel that... It teaches about repentance, the gospel that teaches about the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach before the gospel unto Abraham in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Saying, in thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith, that's those of us that are born again, are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse are under the curse. There's a curse aligned with being under the works of the law. You and I aren't under the curse anymore. Watch this. 
For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Cursed. But that no man is justified by the law. That's right. We're justified by faith. In the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And watch this. And the law is not of faith. The law can't save you. The law can't justify you. You can do all 613 of them all you want and you'll never go to heaven. Oh, I know. I know that's tight, but I'm just telling you, you never, you not, you're not born again. You're not born again by doing all those 613 laws. You're not born again. You're not born again. You're born again when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's when you're born again. And the law is not a faith. The law is not a faith. So you can do the law, but it doesn't take faith to do the law. And the law is not a faith. But the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The man that doeth them shall live in them, but Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. He redeemed us. We're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We're redeemed. We've been legally set free from the curse of the law, legally set free from the power of sin. We're redeemed. We've been bought and paid for. That word redeemed, bought and paid for. Redeemed, being made a curse for us. Jesus was made the curse for us. That's what it just said. He was made a curse for us. Somebody ought to shout right there. Amen. This is powerful. This is powerful. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Oh, my. Woo! He bore the curse of the law. He was made a curse for us. It's what it said right there. Being made a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit through faith. My, oh my, I'm just, whoo, watch this. The sinless one. That's it, the Lamb of God. That's the one I'm preaching today, the sinless one. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. For he, God the Father, made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us. He made him to be sin for us. For us. Who knew no sin. Jesus never sinned. That was our sin. We saw it in Isaiah 53. Who knew no sin. He never sinned. That we might be made. Now look what, look what we get. We might be made not just righteous. That would have been enough for me. But God said, no, I want better for you. I want even more for you. But we've been made the righteousness of God. Check that one out. Do you see yourself that way? God does. When he sees you, he sees a reflection of himself. <laughs> oh God. Do, you, do you believe that today? Genesis says this, we were created in the image of God. 
created he him, male and female. We're being made in the image of God. So when God looks at us, he sees himself. The image of God, the likeness. We've been made the righteousness of God. How righteous is God? That's how righteous that you and I have been made in God's eyes because of the cross. Because of the blood of Jesus. Woo! I can't even hardly imagine this from where I've come from in life. Oh my. The righteousness of God in and through and by and because of Jesus. That's what it says. All because of Jesus. I don't know about you today, but I, I'm just so thankful. I, I've gotten a whole lot more thankfulness because of Jesus today. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, uh, Romans 5, verse 9. Romans 5, verse 9. Romans 5, verse 9 today. Well, verse 8 and 9. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than be now justified by his blood. We've been made, we've been justified by faith. We've been just as if we've never sinned. We've been justified by blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Watch this. Uh, over in the book of Matthew, uh, we have a new covenant based on the blood of Jesus. The new covenant based on the blood of Jesus. The covenant that we now have with God uh, is the covenant that was by the blood of Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> let me just quote that one to you. Uh, the new covenant where Jesus said that it was in my blood. The new covenant in my blood. It's Matthew 26. And verse 26. How's that for you? Matthew 26, 26 through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, break it. That's what we're going to do today. And gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them. By the way, that's just one cup. When we come back from quarantine, and I just pass around one cup, they only had they only drank from one cup. They didn't have multiple cups. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go right ahead. He, he said, and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission 
of sins, the new covenant based on the blood of Jesus. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Do you know we're going to do this again in his in, uh, with Jesus in heaven? He just said it right there. He said, I'm going to drink this cup with you again. We're, we're all going to drink it, those that are born again in heaven with Jesus. Oh, my. Just. And when they sung a hymn, I'm going to sing a hymn a little bit later. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to make an attempt to sing a hymn. Don't laugh too hard, Dylan. I'm going to sing a hymn. Now, I've got an amen corner over here. Y'all don't think that I've got one, but I'm telling you, I've got an amen corner over here. Y'all can't hear them, but they're over there shouting amen while I've been preaching today. You just didn't hear it. They're shouting inside. They're shouting inside. Amen, amen. That's, I love God's word. That's what they're saying. Amen. That's, that's God's word. That's God's word. I believe God's word. A new covenant in the blood of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1. Let me move along today. Ephesians chapter 1. Don't everybody say amen right there. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 today. I just want us to see some of these benefits. I mean, they're incredible to us. Ephesians 1, verse 7. In whom, or through Jesus Christ, always remember, it's all through him, by him, for him, it's all Jesus. In whom we have redemption, that means we've been bought, paid for, legally set free from sin, uh, the devil, everything else. We've been redeemed. We've been purchased. He sought us and he bought us with his redeeming blood. How many of you remember that song? Oh, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, my. Mm, I'm trying not to sing, but I just want to. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We have forgiveness of sins by the blood of Jesus. According to the riches, I feel the presence of God in here. Even to the, according to the riches of his grace. Remember, it's all grace. We don't deserve it. It's just we get blessed with the favor and the blessings of God because of the cross, because of Jesus. We're born again not by works, lest any man would boast. It is the gift of God. Salvation, the cross, and all the benefits we ever will experience are all because of grace. Unmerited favor. Unmerited blessing that you and I get to have every day. We get blessed every day by grace. We didn't deserve it. We didn't work for it. You couldn't give enough money for it. You could obey 613 laws and you still wouldn't get grace. <laughs> Grace only comes through salvation. Amen. There's one scripture where it says if you want to uh, obey the works of the law, you're fallen from grace. That's right. You're, it's not grace anymore because you think you can work your way to God's blessing. You can't. You don't have enough money and you can't work your way. It's all because of the cross is the reason we get blessed. Amen, amen, amen. Let's look at this over in the book of Hebrews. Just two more scriptures. Before we partake of communion today, Hebrews 
I mean, I, I could just, I could do the whole thing, but I'm, I'm going to go through uh, Hebrews beginning chapter 9 and beginning verse 11. Hebrews 9 beginning verse 11. But Christ being come a high priest. I'm going to do a teaching on that one day because I'm telling you, I just came through Hebrews not even a week ago. And over and over it talks about Jesus Christ being our high priest. Uh, being a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, tabernacle he was talking about was his body, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. Oh, my. Eternal. It's eternal. Eternal redemption. There's a verse somewhere. I don't know if I can find it in this Bible. Um, it's in Hebrews. I know it's somewhere in chapter 5. Oh, yeah. Verse 9. Watch this. Hebrews 5, verse 9. I want you to remember this word eternal. Now, you got eternal redemption. Now watch this in Hebrews 5, verse 9. I'll start at verse 8. Though he, Jesus, were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Oh, my. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. How long? Eternal. Eternal redemption. Romans 5, verse 9 eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Somebody say eternal. How long is eternal? It's forever. Eternal salvation. Eternal redemption. My, my. Eternal redemption. We saw that in Hebrews 9, 12. And eternal salvation. Romans 5, 9. Now let's keep going. Verse uh, 13, Hebrews 9. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh. I just love this. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the, there's that word again, eternal. Somebody say eternal. Eternal redemption eternal salvation, and e the eternal spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Who through the eternal spirit, and that eternal spirit is in you and I. I wish somebody believed you had eternal salvation. You had eternal redemption. And you have the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, helping you every day. Hallelujah. I'm just getting happy just preaching. I'm telling you. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot, no sin, to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. To purge your conscience. How much more through the blood of Christ? That's how your conscience got purged from dead works. The blood of Jesus purged your conscience from dead works. There's things I don't remember now that uh, I did and or was involved in, and the reason was it profits me nothing to remember it. 
conscience purged from dead works, justified by the blood of Jesus, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, forgiveness of sin by the blood of Jesus. You know, there's protection by the blood of Jesus. I mean, just think of in the book of Exodus, when they put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel of blood of, of goats and calves, and the death angel passed over, I wonder how much more powerful the blood of Jesus is upon you and I. We're protected by the blood. Amen. You're protected by the blood of Jesus. Look at this word sometime. I'm going to teach on it. It's the word keep, and the other word is kept. Kept by the power of God. Uh, God will keep us by his angels. That's in Psalms 91. You look at the word keep and kept, and that word means literally surrounded, protected. God protects you. He surrounds you. He's protecting you. You, you. Do you know when, when the devil looked at Job, he said, I can't do anything with him because you've got a hedge all around him. The devil could see the hedge. You've got a hedge all around you. Glory to God. You've got angels. You've got the blood. You've got, oh my. Eternal salvation, eternal redemption, the eternal spirit. It's all because of the cross. I want to say this today. You have healing because of the body of Jesus Christ. We saw it in Isaiah 53. It's also in 1 Peter 2.21. By whose stripes you were healed. You were made whole. 1 Peter 2.21 tell you the same thing. By whose stripes we are healed. By whose stripes we were. 1 Peter 2.21 says. By whose stripes we were healed. Uh, just to make sure I'll pull it up just uh, uh, because where he said in verse uh, 21 or actually it's verse 24 who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. <laughs> this one saw it after the cross. Isaiah saw it before the cross. Amen. You were healed. We have, because of one of those benefits that we're daily willed to uh, load us with that we have, healing, forgiveness of sin, peace of God, Joy of the Lord. It's all in Galatians 5, verse 22. When we walk through the enabling of the Holy Spirit, you'll always be filled with joy and peace. Galatians 5, 22. You'll also know when you're not walking through the enabling of the Holy Spirit, when you're not having joy and peace, okay? It's a, we have the help and the uh, of the Holy Spirit. We have God's angels helping us. We have gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're justified by the blood of Jesus. We have victory over sin. Romans 6 says sin has no more dominion over you now. The power of sin's been broken. Don't yield yourself to sin. You can have victory over it, just like I do, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The whole armor of God. We have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of Abraham. Grace. Favor. We have deliverance. 
We have the ability to pray to God and he hears and answers. We have wisdom from God. We, we, we have all these benefits. We have salvation. We're born again. We're going to go to heaven. When we die, we're going to be with Jesus. I want you to know today that God so loved you and Jesus so loved you. The cross of Calvary is available to you. I want to take this today. And uh, I, I just, uh, uh, Jesus said, uh, we saw it in Matthew 26. He said, take and eat ye all of it. This is my body which has been broken for you. Take and eat ye all of it. And as we get ready to partake of Holy Communion, I want you to remember what Jesus has done and all the benefits. But even more than the benefits, I want you to focus just on Jesus and what he did for us. The benefits are fantastic. Praise God for the benefits. But you know, my focus is more on him and what he did. All that he went through for you and I. The body of Christ, take and eat ye all of it. Lord Jesus Christ, I just want to say thank you today. More than words will ever be able to say. For what you did for you and I, the Lamb of God slain for the sin of the whole world. It was right there, John 1, 29. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for being made a curse for me. Thank you for bearing all my sin on your body for me. Thank you for taking the nails, the spear in the side, the thorns, the stripes on your back, all that you took through the body. Thank you for listening. We hope the message has blessed you. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., either in person or via Facebook Live. And again, don't forget to like our Facebook page and to follow us on Instagram at NBCHville.